听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to Water Read. 欢迎您收听轻松调频美文阅读 Motor Read， 我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文学英语。Motor Read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily Quote。I speak to everyone in the same way, whether he is the garbage man or the president of the university. Albert Einstein. 我以同样的方式与每个人交谈，无论他是清洁工还是大学校长。阿尔伯特·爱因斯坦阿尔伯特·爱因斯坦于1879年出生于德国巴登福腾堡州的沃尔姆市，是美国和瑞士双国籍的犹太裔物理学家。他于1900年毕业于瑞士苏黎世联邦理工学院 ，1905 年获苏黎世大学物理学博士学位，并提出光子假设，成功的解释了光电效应，也因此获得了1921年的诺贝尔物理学奖。同样是在1905年，他创立了狭义相对论。1915年又创立了广义相对论， 1933年移居美国，在普林斯顿高等研究院任职。1955年4月18日，爱因斯坦于美国新泽西州的普林斯顿去世，享年76岁。I speak to everyone in the same way, whether he is the garbage man or the president of the university. Albert Einstein. 我以同样的方式与每个人交谈，无论他是清洁工还是大学校长。阿尔伯特·爱因斯坦。More to read. 闭上双眼，静静聆听，敞开心扉，慢慢品味。Poem of the day. In the mist, Hermann Hesse. Strange it is, walking through mists. Lonely are bush and stone. None to the other exists. Each stands alone. Many my friends, I kept calling, when there was light in me. Now that my fogs are falling, none. Can I see? Truly, only the sages fathom a darkness to fall, that as silent as cages separates all. Strange it is walking through mists. Life has to solitude grown. None to the other exists. Each stands alone.
在雾中。赫尔曼·黑塞。多么奇妙！当你雾中漫步，触目是雾石孤树，树树各不相见，每颗都同样孤独。当我的生命。有比光华，我的朋友遍布世界。如今雾幕低垂，我一个也看不见。你难称智者，若你未识黑暗，他无声的挥之不去的，把你隔于万物的彼岸。多么奇妙！当你雾中漫步，生命与孤独何殊？人人互不相识，个个同样孤独。刚才听到的诗歌《In the Mist》，在雾中，出自德国诗人赫尔曼·黑塞，英文版本由 Mark Griffiths 为您朗读，中文版本由南海之声的主持人米亚牛为您朗读，由欧凡翻译。赫尔曼·黑塞，德国作家、诗人， 1 8 7 7年出生在德国， 1 9 1 9年迁居瑞士，四年后加入瑞士籍。黑塞一生曾获多种文学荣誉，比较重要的有冯泰纳奖、诺贝尔奖、歌德奖。1962年，赫尔曼·黑塞在瑞士的家中去世，享受85岁。黑塞爱好音乐与绘画，是一位漂泊、孤独、隐逸的诗人。作品多以小市民生活为题材，表现对过去时代的留恋，也反映了同时期人们的一种绝望心情。In the mist, Hermann Hesse. Strange it is, walking through mists. Lonely are bush and stone. None to the other exists. Each stands alone. Many my friends, I kept calling, when there was light in me. Now that my fogs are falling, none. Can I see? Truly, only the sages fathom a darkness to fall, that as silent as cages separates all. Strange it is walking through mists. Life has to solitude grown. None to the other exists. Each stands alone. 世界，用心用心聆听。Beauty of words。埃尔文·布鲁克斯·怀特，也称伊比·怀特，是美国当代著名的散文家、评论家。
他以散文名士，其文风冷峻清丽，辛辣幽默，自成一格。伊壁怀特的代表作《夏洛的网》是一部描写关于友情的童话。在朱克曼家的谷仓里，小猪威尔伯和蜘蛛夏洛建立了最真挚的友谊。威尔伯的生命有危险时，看似渺小的夏洛用自己的力量救了威尔伯，但这时蜘蛛夏洛的生命却走到了尽头。作者用童话的叙事风格，表现出一份对生命本身的赞美与眷恋，给了我们关于生命的深沉的思索。而这个故事的创作灵感，则源于一个发生在作者伊比怀特自家农场里的很特殊的事件。有一次，怀特养的一头猪病了，为了救治这头猪，他费尽心血，寻医问药，与这头猪共度了三四个十分焦虑的日子。最后，这头猪还是死了。本来这也没什么大不了的，因为这头猪没有病死，迟早也是要被宰杀的。可怀特对此却颇有感触，怀特决心要拯救一头小猪的性命，于是便有了《夏洛的网》这一故事。好，那么接下来呢，我们就一起来读《Charlotte's Web》夏洛的网第二章当中的节选片段，中文版本由轻松调频的主持人莫涵为您朗读《Charlotte's Web》。By E. B. White. 夏洛的网 ，E. B. 怀特。Fawn loved Wilbur more than anything. She loved to stroke him, to feed him, to put him to bed. Every morning, as soon as she got up, she warmed his milk, tied his bib on, and held the bottle for him. Every afternoon, when the school bus stopped in front of her house. She jumped out and ran to the kitchen to fix another bottle for him. She fed him again at supper time, and again just before going to bed. Mrs. Arabo gave him a feeding around noontime each day when Fern was away in school. Wilbur loved his milk. He was never happier than when Fern was warming up a bottle for him. He would stand and gaze up at her with adoring eyes. 芬爱威伯胜过了一切，他喜欢抚摸着他，喂他，抱他上床睡觉。每天早晨，只要他一起床，就亲自给他热牛奶，再为他系上围嘴儿，为他拿着瓶子。每天下午，当校车停到他家门前，他就会跳下车，跑到厨房为他准备另一瓶牛奶。晚饭时，他还要一遍遍的喂他。直到上床就寝前为止。每天下午，芬刚离开学校的时候，阿拉贝尔太太就替芬喂微博。微博虽然喜欢喝奶，但只有芬喂他热奶时，他才感到莫大的幸福。这时，他会站起来，用充满深情的眼睛注视着他。For the first few days of his life. Wilbur was allowed to live in a box near the stove in the kitchen. Then, when Mrs. Arable complained, he was moved to a bigger box in the woodshed. At two weeks of age, he was moved outdoors. It was apple blossom time, and the days were getting warmer. Mr. Arable fixed a small yard specially for Wilbur under an apple tree. And gave him a large wooden box full of straw, with a doorway cut in it, so he could walk in and out as he pleased. 
。在微博出生后的最初数天里，他被允许住在厨房火炉旁的盒子里。可后来，阿拉贝尔太太开始抱怨说，他该搬到柴棚那儿的大一点的房子里去住。因此，在两周大的时候，他被挪到了户外。已经快到苹果树开花的时候了。天气正在变暖，阿拉贝尔先生在苹果树下为微博特别圈了一座小院子，在里面给他搭了一个铺满稻草的大房子，房子底下还留出一个小门，如果他高兴，他可以随时从中进出。Won't he be cold at night? asked Fern. No, said her father. You'll watch and see what he does. Carrying a bottle of milk, Fern sat down under the apple tree inside the yard. Wilbur ran to her, and she held the bottle for him while he sucked. When he had finished the last drop, he grunted and walked sleepily into the box. Fern peered through the door. Wilbur was poking the straw with his snout. In a short time, he had dug a tunnel in the straw. He crawled into the tunnel and disappeared from sight. Completely covered with straw, Fern was enchanted. It relieved her mind to know that her baby would sleep covered up and would stay warm. He in the night won't be cold. No, his father said. You just look at what he's doing and you'll know. Fern took a cup of milk and sat down under the apple tree in the yard. Weibo immediately ran to him. 他握住奶瓶喂他喝，吸吮完最后一滴后，微博打着满意的呼噜，睡意朦胧地踱进小房子里去了。芬趴在房门口往里窥视，见微博正用他的鼻子拱那些稻草，只一小会儿，他就在稻草间掘出了一个坑。他爬进坑里，完全被稻草盖住了，就此从芬的视线里消失。芬简直看入迷了，他这才放了心，因为他知道他的宝宝睡得既舒服又暖和。Every morning after breakfast, Wilbur walked out to the road with Fern and waited with her till the bus came. She would wave goodbye to him, and he would stand and watch the bus until it vanished around a turn. While Fern was in school, Wilbur was shut up inside his yard. But as soon as she got home in the afternoon, she would take him out, and he would follow her around the place. If she went into the house, Wilbur went too. If she went upstairs, Wilbur would wait at the bottom step until she came down again. If she took her doll for a walk in the doll carriage, Wilbur followed along. Sometimes on these journeys, Wilbur would get tired. And Fern would pick him up and put him in the carriage alongside the doll. He liked this, and if he was very tired, he would close his eyes and go to sleep under the doll's blanket. He looked cute when his eyes were closed, because his lashes were so long. The doll would close her eyes too, and Fern would wheel the carriage very slowly and smoothly so as not to wake her infants. 每天早饭后，微博都和芬一起走到路上，直到校车开来。等他挥手和他说完再见，
，他便站在那里望着汽车，直到车拐个弯开远。当芬上学时，微博就被关到他的院子里，但只要下午芬一回来，他就会把他领出来，他便跟着他到处溜达。如果他进屋，微博便也跟着往里走；如果他上了楼，微博便在台阶上等着，直到他再次走下来。如果他用婴儿车带着自己的玩具娃娃去散步，微博也会在后面跟着。有时微博有点走累了，芬就把他抱起来放到车里的娃娃边上。他很喜欢这样。如果他非常的累，他就闭上眼睛，在娃娃身上蒙着的毯子下进入梦乡。他闭着眼的时候看起来格外的酷。因为他的眼毛是那么的长，娃娃也会闭眼睛呢。这时，芬就会慢慢的、稳稳的推着小车，以免把他的宝宝们从梦中摇醒。One warm afternoon, Fern and Avery put on bathing suits and went down to the brook for a swim. Wilbur tagged along at Fern's heels. When she waded into the brook, Wilbur waded in with her. He found the water quite cold, too cold for his liking. So while the children swam and played and splashed water at each other, Wilbur amused himself in the mud along the edge of the brook, where it was warm and moist and delightfully sticky and oozy. Every day was a happy day, and every night was peaceful. 一个温暖的下午。芬和埃弗里穿上他们的游泳衣去小河边游泳，微博也紧紧在芬的脚后跟着，和他一起射进水里。可他感觉水很凉，凉的让他非常不喜欢。所以，当孩子们开始游泳并互相撩水玩时，微博就在河边的泥地上玩，那里又暖又湿，让他很开心。每日都是快乐的，每夜。都是宁静的。Wilbur was what farmers call a spring pig, which simply means that he was born in springtime. When he was five weeks old, Miss Darabo said he was now big enough to sell and would have to be sold. Fern broke down and wept, but her father was firm about it. Wilbur's appetite had increased; he was beginning to eat scraps of food in addition to milk. Mr. Arable was not willing to provide for him any longer. He had already sold Wilbur's ten brothers and sisters. Because he was born in spring, so Wilbur is the farmers' so-called spring pig. When he was five weeks old, Alabair said that he was now b i 微博的食量变大了，除了牛奶，他也开始吃散碎的食物了。阿拉贝尔先生不愿意再养他，他已经卖掉了微博的十个哥哥姐姐了。He's got to go, Fun," he said. "You have had your fun raising a baby pig, but Wilbur is not a baby any longer, and he has got to be sold." Call up the Zuckermans," suggested Mrs. Arable to Fun. Your uncle Homer sometimes raises a pig. 
And if Wilbur goes there to live, you can walk down the road and visit him as often as you like. How much money should I ask for him? Fawn wanted to know. He must go to Fawn. He said, "You've already experienced the pleasure of buying a small dog. But Wilbur is not a small dog. He must be sold." 给祖克曼舅舅打个电话，阿拉贝尔太太对芬建议：“你霍莫舅舅也养过猪，如果微博被卖到他那里，你就能顺着小路去看微博了。只要你愿意的话，我该向他要多少钱呢？”芬很想知道这一点。Well said her father. He's a runt. Tell your uncle Homer you got a pig yourself for six dollars. And see what he says. It was soon arranged. Fun phoned and got her aunt Edith, and her aunt Edith hollered for Uncle Homer, and Uncle Homer came in from the barn and talked to Fun. When he heard that the price was only six dollars, he said he would buy the pig. Next day, Wilbur was taken from his home under the apple tree and went to live in the manure pile in the cellar of Zuckerman's barn. 该要多少呢？他的父亲说：“他长得这么瘦，告诉你，霍莫舅舅，你有一头小猪，只卖他六美元，看他有什么意见。”这事一会儿就办妥了。伊迪丝舅妈听到芬打来的电话，便大声的叫在谷仓干活的霍莫舅舅来听。当他听说小猪只卖六美元时，便说他决定买下了。第二天。微博从他在苹果树下的小房子里被带走，住进了祖克曼先生的谷仓下面，地窖里的牛粪堆旁。Charlotte's Web by E. B. White. Fawn loved Wilbur more than anything. She loved to stroke him. To feed him, to put him to bed. Every morning, as soon as she got up, she warmed his milk, tied his bib on, and held the bottle for him. Every afternoon, when the school bus stopped in front of her house, she jumped out and ran to the kitchen to fix another bottle for him. She fed him again at supper time, and again just before going to bed. Mrs. Arabo gave him a feeding around noontime each day, when Fern was away in school. Wilbur loved his milk. He was never happier than when Fern was warming up a bottle for him. He would stand and gaze up at her with adoring eyes. For the first few days of his life, Wilbur was allowed to live in a box near the stove in the kitchen. Then, when Mrs. Arabo complained, he was moved to a bigger box in the woodshed. At two weeks of age, he was moved outdoors. It was apple blossom time, and the days were getting warmer. Mr. Arabo fixed a small yard specially for Wilbur under an apple tree, and gave him a large wooden box full of straw, with a doorway cut in it, so he could walk in and out as he pleased. Won't he be cold at night? Asked Fern. No, said her father. Your watch and see what he does. Carrying a bottle of milk, Fern sat down under the apple tree inside the yard. Wilbur ran to her 
and she held the bottle for him while he sucked. When he had finished the last drop, he grunted and walked sleepily into the box. Fun peered through the door. Wilbur was poking the straw with his snout. In a short time, he had dug a tunnel in the straw. He crawled into the tunnel and disappeared from sight, completely covered with straw. Fun was enchanted. It relieved her mind to know that her baby would sleep covered up and would stay warm. Every morning after breakfast, Wilbur walked out to the road with Fern and waited with her till the bus came. She would wave goodbye to him, and he would stand and watch the bus until it vanished around a turn. While Fern was in school, Wilbur was shut up inside his yard. But as soon as she got home in the afternoon, she would take him out, and he would follow her around the place. If she went into the house, Wilbur went too. If she went upstairs, Wilbur would wait at the bottom step until she came down again. If she took her doll for a walk in the doll carriage, Wilbur followed along. Sometimes on these journeys, Wilbur would get tired, and Fern would pick him up and put him in the carriage alongside the doll. He liked this, and if he was very tired, he would close his eyes and go to sleep under the doll's blanket. He looked cute when his eyes were closed, because his lashes were so long. The doll would close her eyes too, and Fern would wheel the carriage very slowly and smoothly, so as not to wake her infants. One warm afternoon, Fern and Avery put on bathing suits and went down to the brook for a swim. Wilbur tagged along at Fern's heels. When she waded into the brook, Wilbur waded in with her. He found the water quite cold, too cold for his liking. So while the children swam and played and splashed water at each other, Wilbur amused himself in the mud along the edge of the brook, where it was warm and moist and delightfully sticky and oozy. Every day was a happy day, and every night was peaceful. Wilbur was what farmers call a spring pig, which simply means that he was born in springtime. When he was five weeks old. Mr. Arable said he was now big enough to sell and would have to be sold. Fern broke down and wept, but her father was firm about it. Wilbur's appetite had increased; he was beginning to eat scraps of food in addition to milk. Mr. Arable was not willing to provide for him any longer; he had already sold Wilbur's ten brothers and sisters. "He's got to go, Fern," he said. You have had your fun raising a baby pig, but Wilbur is not a baby any longer, and he has got to be sold. Call up the Zuckermans," suggested Mrs. Arable to Fern. "Your uncle Homer sometimes raises a pig, and if Wilbur goes there to live, you can walk down the road and visit him as often as you like." How much money should I ask for him? Fern wanted to know. Well," said her father. He's a runt. Tell your uncle Homer you've got to pig yourself for six dollars and see what he says. It was soon arranged. Fern phoned and got her aunt Edith, and her aunt Edith hollered for Uncle Homer, and Uncle Homer came in from the barn and talked to Fern. When he heard that the prize was only six dollars, 
he said he would buy the pig. Next day, Wilbur was taken from his home under the apple tree and went to live in the manure pile in the cellar of Zuckerman's barn. Today's program is over. Thank you for listening. I'm Shen Ting. We'll see you next time.